ladies and gentlemen. Triple M has rocked Sydney since way back when. And while some shows come and go, one show remains. Absolutely brilliant. The Triple M Dead Set Legends. Here comes the ready and now. Listen to the crowd roar. The greatest sports legends. Would you put your hands together? The soundtrack to your Saturday mornings. And in 2022, a couple of the stars returned to the starting lineup. And here we go. The best broadcaster in the business, Dan Ganane, and racing royalty, Richard Friedman, join Iron Woman, Candace Warner. Oh, Saturday, 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 Saturday. Seatbelts on, welcome. So welcome back. The Triple M Dead Set Legends. And a very good morning, everybody. Finals fever has taken over the Triple M Network with the NRL and the AFL. It's Maroon here filling in for my man, Dan Ganane. Hello, Richard Friedman. Hello, Maroon. Dan's the, the uh, you know, greatest broadcaster in the universe. So I think what so. does that make you? Well, that probably puts me up to about uh, 407, <laughs> but I'll take it. Candace, no, I, well, I would. That's that's a high rate. <laughs> yeah, for the morning. whole world. Yes, very good. <laughs> Anderson's good. here. Oh, good morning, team. What a day. What a big day in sport we mm-hmm. have. You like the AFL as well, Candace? Because, I mean, you're a Sydney girl. Love it this time of year, especially yeah. when the Swans make the grand finals. Always something extra special about it. But, you know, I, I have to be a little bit biased. I'm looking forward to the NRL game tonight. Of course, the mighty Rabbitohs yeah. taking on the Panthers. Folks, it's sickening. Yeah. Don't it's you hate sick- the way these Rabbitohs supporters carry uh, on? Just, uh, it never stops. Mm. It's Panthers. Oh, the Rabbitohs. It's you. It's all the Rabbitohs. Well, you know what? I'm, I'm well, your team made man. it. Yeah. yeah I'm not going to be a Penrith man here. <laughs> Do you know what, Candice? Uh, the, I'm calling this game tonight. You would not believe the strike rate the Rabbitohs have when I call their oh, game. It's all about you. Oh, tell it's, me. it's just a superstition or something. <laughs> yep. But my good friend, Madge McGuire, used to say when he was coaching South, are you calling the game tonight? Right. It's a bit like Vossi with the Parramatta Eels. Is that right? Yeah, I think he's got. I think every game this year that he's called for the Parramatta Eels, they've won. And again, last night for Foxy, he called the game and they won. Can we just move on from this certain brand of crazy picks? You're a manly supporter, mate. You just need to move. You just need to practice and get some acceptance around that, Rich. I can't get over it. Now, well, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll take a song. We'll come back. We'll talk about that massive game last night. It was epic, as most NRL finals are. Para and the Cowboys. The guys will chat about it next. This is the Dead Set Legends on Triple M. If it happens on the field, in the change rooms, or the car park, hear about it here. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, Candace Warner. It's finals fever on the Dead Set Legends at Triple M. Candace Warner, Richard Friedman, and Maroon. Let's talk some NRL. Yeah. Click, click, click. Oh, and have you got anything better, more cerebral than this? Oh, dear. <laughs> I don't mind this. I know I love the bunnies, but I don't mind this. It's deep. Does it get any better than this? Yeah. Well, congratulations to you, Para fans. First grand final since 2009, and uh, as it's well documented, their first shot at a premiership since uh, 1986. And I, I, I actually, Rich and Candice, get sick of people constantly saying that because these kids in the Parramatta team, they weren't even born no, then. Let them just care. get out there and do their best. Meaning, all that history is meaningless yes. to them. They, mm. they are a fresh team. You know, last night I watched the match. I loved it. I thought it was a great game. Mm. For most of the game, I thought the Cowboys were the better team. In fact, mm. I think the Cowboys might have been the better team on the night. But having said that, it all comes down to the, those key moments. Yeah. 
And there were some key moments that, that Parra, where they really stood up in defence, was fabulous. And the best I've seen from them all year in that, you know, under that sort of pressure, given that they were behind and chasing and, mm. you know, and then, you know, there were some key things that went against the Cowboys and a couple of them, they were self-inflicted and, you know, maybe if they'd been different, we could have had a different result. Mm. And you talk about that, um, but it's, it's quite funny that yes, the Eels won, but they had, um, you know, less possession than the Cowboys. Their completion rate was, was worse. They um, missed more tackles, had less line breaks, but when it came down to the crunch, they just, they got the job done and they hung in there. And you saw that last 10 minutes of the game where their defense was just mm. outstanding. Best all can, season. And if, yeah, absolutely. And if they can show that same consistency in their game, more so in that second half, because I think in that first half, they, they made a quite a, quite a few mistakes. Mitchell Moses wasn't great with his kicking game, but if they can hang in there like they did in that last half last night, next week, they're going to be very hard to beat. Mm. It, interesting to see here Mitch Moses say at full time about the week he'd had. Oh. His grandmother had died. He had a child born and then he gets to play in the uh, 2022 grand final. And you know what? I He had to stand up as, as Candace alluded that first half. Some of these kicks went astray, but I reckon there's a, uh, you know, a life-defining game in Mitch Moses next week. Well, the the backstory to that, to Mitch Moses, you know, with him watching his first child being born on FaceTime. Yeah. You know, it, it's a hugely stressful period of your life, no matter who you are. Your grandmother dying is a, is a tragedy and mm. a, it's going to upset you. And with all of that going on, he made a few mistakes, but yeah. he still played a bloody mm. good match. Mm. Do you know the thing that stood out for me as well, not just on the field, but at the end of the game when they were getting interviewed on the sidelines and, and just the team itself, they were so composed. They were so like the job isn't done yet. Like They could have been celebrating that they made the grand final, but there was a real level of composure and calmness within the players when they were getting interviewed. And um, Regan Campbell-Gillard, I mean, he was – he, he almost downplayed everything. So I think that they're really focused. They're, you know, they went up to to Townsville the day before the game. Uh, it, it was just a fly in, get the job done, fly out. And I, I really feel like they're just building momentum and, and they know that something really big is going to happen next week for them. I think there were three or four, maybe there was half a dozen key moments, but the three or four that stand out to me were um, – the try that Paris scored off the forward pass. I, I don't know what that touchy was doing. <laughs> like, what was he looking at? Yeah, because, yeah. and he, someone said to me, I oh, may have thought that the the Cowboys player touched the ball on the, mm. on the. That doesn't matter, because if the ball goes forward, if it touches an opposition player, it's a knock on. If the ball goes forward and goes to your own player, it's a forward pass. Either way, the game's got to be stopped, right? How he missed that, who knows? The other moment was when um, Nanai got the ball uh, had. I think Carl Felt was outside. He uh, virtually unmarked. There were a few players around, but you know he's a big guy, Carl Felt. Kyle Felt, and uh, he just—if he'd have thrown the pass, I think they score. Mm. And if those two things go Cowboys' way at that point of the game, geez, they had some momentum. Then the game might have turned. The other one was their lack of defence when uh, uh, Campbell Gillard uh, just ran yeah, straight yeah, strolled them. over. Yeah, it was mm. just mm. You know, it was just a brain fade at a crucial time. I th yeah. I th I think though, Candice, that you know, long where we are in the game with technology now, where we are in every other aspect of the game, something has got to be done about ruling on forward passes with the be. bunker because that was a forward pass. Yeah, uh, Todd Payton was very sportsmanlike about it, but 
it was a forward pass and Parramatta scored a try off it. Yeah, and it's obviously, um, you know, on a game like that, it just, we can't have, you can't have mistakes like that when it costs potentially teams making grand finals or top eight or, or whatever. It's, it's like you said, there's so much technology in the game. Yeah. Um, but I also want to talk about Sean Lane's performance. That just last before you 20- do, just before you do, just on that so we can close that subject off. They've got to rejig the, the captain's challenge to be able to challenge something like that. If the uh, yes. idea of technology is yeah. to get rid of the howler, yes, absolutely. that was a howler. Mm. And we sh- there should be some avenue for the captain to say, hang on, go back and look at that forward uh, pass. Mate, a thousand percent. Candace, sorry. sorry. Yeah, but I'm just talking – yeah, I, I agree with you completely, but I just really want to talk about – not so much about the refs, and, and I know it's a big talking point, but we've spoke about them all year. I, I want to talk about Sean Lane and his performance oh. in that last 20 minutes. Did he stand He up? was brilliant. You'd have to think he's in contention for a, a World Cup berth. Yeah, it, yeah. Sean Lane in the last six weeks has just gone next level. There's almost a point where if, if he's not on the field at that time, mm. they mightn't have held yeah. on. You know, mm. that he made some crucial tackles. I don't even know how he got to the position. You know, he's it's just an outstanding last you know half of the match for him. All right, guys, what we'll do, we'll take a little bit of a break and then we will be joined by Triple M's pretty boy and uh, AFL legend <laughs> Jude Bolton. And we'll talk about the uh, Swannies grand final. Not as pretty as he was, you know. I thought you were going to say not as pretty as me. Anyway, I'll cop that. <laughs> no, everyone's pretty <laughs> on Triple M. Good head for radio. Game, set, and match. And other cliches time permitting. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, and Candace Warner. Dead Set Legends on Triple M. Candace Warner, Richard Friedman, Maroon filling in for Dan. Oh, it's a big day if you're a Swannies fan. Take it away, Richard. Oh, I sing along. Cheer, cheer the red and the white. Our next guest has sung this a few times. Yeah. Uh, the great Jude Bolton, the grand final hero with the Swannies. How are you, Jude? Oh, good, Maroon. How are we, guys? Hey, mate, we've got a, a stat here that probably you don't even know. Do you know in the history of the Catters and the Swannies, even when they were South Melbourne, they've never played each other in a grand final? I did know that. It's incredible. And uh, the, the, I'm just standing outside the MCG at the moment. The sea of red and white and blue and white. It's pretty special. I think uh, a lot of, uh, particularly the Victorian fans, haven't had much to cheer about in terms of uh, the COVID lockdown period and the grand finals being interstate. But uh, it has certainly come to life today. That South Melbourne bloods culture. That th- People underestimate how strong that is still in Melbourne. Yeah, they've got about 15,000 uh, Victorian members and they are those original sort of South Melbourne supporters. So they've, uh, I think the Swans have done a great job to sort of forge that relationship because it was it was, it was up and moved in, in the early 80s and um, a lot of those people were pretty aggrieved to lose their you know sporting club, but um, they forged it again. Mm. Mate, that was an interesting uh, game last weekend for the Swannies. I mean, I uh, was watching it and at one point the Pies were down by 30 or 40 and then... And then it was like only one point different in the end. Yeah, it was incredible um, uh, comeback from Collingwood. And that's what they've shown all year, this real belief to be able to stick with uh, sides and, and just you know, never give up, really. And they um, they pushed it to the Swans the whole time. And there was a bit of a change made by by Sydney. Sam Reid went off and he'll, he'll play today. He had a bit of a, a groin concern. Um, and that changed their structure a lot. They... They flipped the matchup, so Darcy Moore went from from Sam Reid because he went off to, to Buddy Franklin, and um, they really, uh, you know, had had a really good patch that second half. But 
The Swans held on by a point. Incredible. Just without harping too long about that match, a couple of things on that. They hadn't played a lot of football in the preceding few weeks, which, you know, to my eye, they were they might have just got the, the staggers the last 10 minutes, and they were up <laughs> yeah. by the, they were up 20 points or, or so in the last yeah. six minutes, of, you know, with six minutes to go. Exactly. It was, it was just an extraordinary, you know, uh, period of play when one team was trying not to lose the match and the other had nothing to lose. Yeah, no, they, they really went into their shells. They, yeah, they were trying to defend the game and, and they just ground to a halt, to be honest. like they, I, I sort of describe it as like someone going out at a 400-metre or 800-metre run and flying the first lap or so and then, uh, uh, and then just running on the spot. So, yeah, Collingwood were just incredible. The momentum and the, the fans that had turned up to the SCG, 45,000, it was, it was quite deafening and the, the elation for, for Swans people when the, when the siren went, it was just incredible. Yeah, fantastic. As a racehorse trainer, you'd say that, that, that run, that run will just top them off. They'll, be, they'll run it right out today. They'll get right to the wire today. So yeah, we're pretty confident. Mm. Look, fantastic for this young side. And, and the I've lived in Melbourne. Final day in Melbourne is yeah. something else. It is just the, the, the world stops. It wouldn't matter what was going on. The world stops, yeah. doesn't it, Jude? Oh, it's incredible! Like the, the, they've got like the members have been lining up, you know, since yesterday, trying to get into the the last standing room spots and um, and get their spot. I think there was a seven thousand uh, seat release this morning or something like that. So they were bursting in the gates, uh, queuing up for for ages. And yeah, there's a huge buzz. The energy outside the ground, it's 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 something to behold. And then. You know, everyone, no one knows what the result's going to be. So uh, we, we just sit and wait now. Yeah, know what you're saying, Jude. All right, Matt, stick around. Wait right there. We'll come back and we'll uh, ask you more questions about the Mighty Swans taking on uh, Geelong Cats this afternoon. This is the Dead Set Legends on Triple M. Get your helmet on. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candice Warner. Finals fever on the Dead Set Legends here at Triple M. We are talking to Triple M's own Jude Bolton about the Swannies. Uh, Geelong Cats grand final this afternoon, Richie. Give us for the the listeners who who might only you know watch a grand final. They don't watch every week. What's going to be the difference in styles between these two two teams? How, how will the Swans approach it? How will the Cats approach it? Yeah, so the both both teams score really heavily on turnover, and when we talk about that, it's when you get a bit of an intercept and you can go really quickly. And these are the two best teams at doing that. Um, Swan, the Swans are like are probably a bit younger side, less experienced side. But they bring incredible pressure, and that's going to be the basis for them. If they can just put serious heat on this Geelong outfit, well, Geelong have shown that you know they can be a bit jumpy when when they're or susceptible to pressure. Whereas the Cats, they've just got a real star-studded you know an evenness across the uh, across their lines. Um, they've got an All-Australian forward line in uh, Jeremy Cameron, Tom Hawkins, and Tyson Stengel. So. They, um, they've got you know, weaponry across the ground, but I think that's where the pressure from Sydney will be able to shift that or disrupt that. We talk about pressure. Perhaps a few people don't know, well, what does that mean, pressure, in the, in the, you know, the game of AFL? But it's, it's getting bodies around the ball. It's getting, you know, making an attack on the ball, getting to the ball first. It's all those things added together. Absolutely, like no get, like closing time and space. If you've got time on the footy field to look up and execute your skills, any team will slice you up, um, and that's that's the nature of it. But Sydney want to have be up in your face. If you look at you know the line speed in, in NRL, you know getting off the line, making sure that they're closing down as well. So you really feel like you're, you're jammed up to to execute your skills. 
Hey, Jude, but it, take your take your, your Swanee's cap off for a minute. Like, you played 320-odd <laughs> games for them. If you had to bet with your head, not your heart, who do you think is going to win today? Oh, look, I, I tipped the Swans uh, Geelong grand final before the start of the finals, and I think Geelong have been by far and away the best team this year. Like, they, they have shown that they've, you know, they're on a 15-game winning streak. Um, no other team's come into a grand final like that. Um, except for them back in 08, would you believe? And they ran into a, a, a rampaging Hawthorne that day, with, which, which featured Buddy Franklin. So interesting enough, very similar. But um, uh, look, I, I, I would probably tip um, Geelong, but I think so, Sydney, they've got four, four quarters of incredible pressure and, uh, and energy to be focusing on this game. And I think they've, they've got the chance to, uh, to, to win today. I'm tipping them by 21 points, the Swans. 21. 21. Yeah. It's a big margin. But they do blow out in grand finals margins because oh, if you get halfway absolutely. through the, the last quarter and you know you can't win, <laughs> yeah. the disappointment well, uh, is, is hmm. palpable. Well, last year it was, uh, it was the Dogs versus Melbourne. And the Dogs, if they'd kicked one more goal in a third term, they would have been you know, 30 or 40 points up. And then suddenly the margin just went completely other way. So, yeah, crazy. Now, Jude, when you were a child, you did reveal to me one day that when you were a child growing up in rural Victoria and your dad had the Ford Zephyr station wagon, (laughs) what team, beautiful car, all class, (laughs) what team did you barrack for as a young bloke? I was a St Kilda supporter, Maroon. So I, um, yeah, they've only won one flag in 1966. uh, You must have been supporting during the Grant Thomas days and the (laughs) early days, yeah, no, I. (laughs) Michael um, Nettlefold, Michael Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had Robert Harvey's number on my back mm. and things like that. But then you get to play on him as a as a player, which is it's pretty surreal. Yeah. Well, look, mate, uh, we wish you all the best. We love you very much. Of course, you're part of the Triple M stable. Uh, of course, we're calling the game on Triple M for you AFL Absolutely. lovers or the listener app. Uh, so, mate, have a wonderful day and go the Swannies. Yeah, go the Swans. Go Cheers, the Swannies. Ah, oh, we with them. Here we go. Sing along, Jude, if you know the words. <laughs> The red and the white And uh, yeah, go the Swannies tonight And Triple M have the call We got the call team for the AFL We got on the listener app if that's easier for you But uh, you'll be ne- you'll, you'll be parked uh, up somewhere I, I'd, I'd love to be down there But I'm going to be parked in front of my TV It's just, you know, I, I've loved the Swans When they were South Melbourne I supported them when I lived in Melbourne And uh, every time they stick it up a Melbourne team Or a South Australia team Or particularly a West Australian team. I cheer. I love it. Yeah, go the Swannies. And like I say, you can catch it all on Triple M. Rich, your tip is coming up. Yeah, great time of year, springtime. Mm-hmm. You know, we're right in the thick of it in racing, so I'll come up with something that, you know, everyone can lose some money You'll on. come up with something. Doesn't sound like you've given it much no, thought. No, no, I, I give it more thought than you think, right, Maroon. Right, in the elevator coming up. <laughs> all right, well, anyway, we're going to come back. We'll get Rich's tip shortly. Here on the Dead Set Legend. Making a racket. Little tennis joke there. You are the worst umpire that I've ever seen in my life. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Kinane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner. If it happened overnight, you'll hear it in the Triple M Dead Set Legends Sports Update. Yes, indeed. Let's start off with uh, golf. Uh, the Americans are well on their way to winning another President's Cup. They lead the internationals. Uh, it's been 24 hours since the internationals have, uh, 24 years, I should say, since the internationals have won it, with calls growing louder for women to be included in the format along the lines of six men and six women for they, each team. They desperately need that. Do you think that'd be more? Oh, mate, we are non competitive against mm. the Americans. I, I didn't even know a number of the people on the on the uh, international team. Uh, some of the, the Korean guys and that, 
I barely knew them, mm. you know. And you they're know playing against Scotty Scheffler and, you know. Oh, the event has been going for nearly 30 years and it's pretty much produced the same result for the whole 30 years. I mean, Team USA has won 11 times. The international team has won once. But the thing that gets me is that the average world ranking for the USA pros is 11.8, where the international team is 48.8. So the yeah. only way you can improve this would be to bring the women in and make it a mixed team competition. Mm. You've got to do it. Otherwise, it's just going to get the same result every 100%. every time. How's uh, your golf going, Candice? I know you play with your folks down there at Botany. Yeah, yeah, it's getting better. I've, um, I'm mm-hmm. now a member at New South Wales. Oh, yeah. so you are. I've taken the challenge <laughs> up. So it's you know a what it costs bit... to be a member there, Maroon? I've got rough idea, yeah, yes. it's nothing. Mm. I just want to improve my game, Richard. She had just... it in a purse yeah. when she went there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Great T20 series happening between Australia and India. The Aussies ran down 209 to win the first game. Yeah, they played again last night, but it was a rain-reduced game. India mm. won the toss and elected to bowl first. Uh, Australia were all out for, for 90. It was only um, – they only played eight overs. So uh, Australia didn't win. They they play again tomorrow night in Hyderabad. It, it, you know, with the T20s, it comes down to the toss. If Australia wins the toss, I think we'll win. It's good to see Matthew Wade um, backing up his game from a few days ago and, and making 43 runs. Uh, and Adam Zampa getting Coley out for the almost seems like the 100th time. So Australia looking good heading into the World Cup next month. Bit of a disgrace in, in Shield cricket, though. They're actually the one-day match between Victoria and New South Wales. Victoria, just briefly tell you this, Victoria are, are whinging about, oh, the light's no good, the light's no good. And then they get close to the – it was a Duckworth-Lewis finish. They get within seven runs of that. They want to get past the par score, right? Oh, no, no, we can keep going if they only use the spin bowler. Right. Well, they had to put on the second spinner because because Nathan Lyon had bowled his overs. Mm. So they they put on, like, young Sanger, right? He bowls – for most of the over, that's fine. They get a run here, a run there. Six off the last ball, and then the Victorians go, oh, no, we can't play anymore. That's it. We're off. <laughs> mm. It's just bad sportsmanship. It's gamesmanship. Bloody Victorians bad. all round, mate. Yes. Yeah. Um, all right. The after, This afternoon in Auckland, it's the All Blacks and the Wallabies. The Bledisloe Cup is, of course, gone. But, uh, guys, can the Wallabies reverse what happened in Melbourne last week? No. No? No. Just History in a word, no? No. Mm. History says no. They, also, the All Blacks haven't lost at Eden Park since 1994. No. They, they won't be losing yeah. in there today no. either. It's, it's, it, we needed to win that first one. We got, you know, I think. There, there are different opinions on whether the, the, uh, you know, the time wasting was worthwhile. But, you know, we got robbed. And it's going to stay with the Kiwis now again. Okay. Well, the world-famous award-winning they tune in right across the globe for this one. The best quiz in the world, uh, Candace's have quiz. You heard this? Have you heard I've, this I've heard quiz? it at home. Yeah, I have right. to stop everything. Right. Grab a coffee, okay. sit on the lounge. And the best thing about it today, because we didn't have it's a not winner on? last week, it's a carryover. <laughs> a carryover and the champion. Winner will win a $200 gift voucher if they win today. So Wow. Okay. So. Well, a $200 gift voucher at Bing Lee. That's yes. what's up for grabs. We love Bing Lee online at Bing Lee or go into store. Um, and we'll do it now. One triple three five three. It's the Dead Set Legends. Get on the phone if you want to have a crack at it. Dead Set Legends at Triple M. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, and Candace Warner. The Triple M Dead Set Legends.
Ladies and gentlemen, they say knowledge is power. Well, plug me in and power me up. It's time on Triple M's Dead Set Legends for Candace's Quiz. All thanks to the great service, great brands, great value now available in store and online at Bing Lee. Better living every day. Lionel Lee's a mate of mine. Oh, yeah. Can't. Lionel, do you know what you're sponsoring here? Mm. Right? Have you have you actually listened to it, mate? <laughs> we, we're, it's just, yeah. it's just, it makes no sense. You should anyway. have. Why didn't you tell us? If you'd have told me two weeks ago Lionel Lee was your mate, I would. Oh, you could have saved me a fortune. I was in there. <laughs> you know, I don't get any favours either. All right. Uh, this is Candace's quiz. Ryan from DY. Welcome, How Ryan. How are you, mate? Yeah, great. Great day. Great surf. Feeling Can't like complain. a winner? Feeling like a winner. Because oh, it's Ryan, almost guaranteed. We haven't mentioned today that it's an AFL grand final oh, edition. What? So the questions are going to be very much AFL, but um, I'm sure you, you can wow. handle them. This could be oh, the first nil all draw. Yeah. yeah. And, and because we didn't have a winner last week, you've got the chance to to walk away with a $200 Bingley voucher. So all the best. Here's but, hoping. Okay. Maroon, you're first. Okay. Who's won a premiership most recently, Geelong or Sydney? Uh, well, Sydney. I happen to know that. Hang on, he's he's going to be Doctor Point. Oh, hang on, hang on. This okay. is Maroon's question. It's um. Well, the Geelong, the Cats won it in twenty eleven, and the Swannies won it in twenty twelve. You didn't think I'd know that. Ah, <laughs> Maroon, very good. Never saw that coming, did you? Yeah, Ryan, <laughs> your thing. <laughs> All right, Ryan, your question. When was the last time the AFL Grand Final was at the MCG? I will give a wild stab in the dark and say 2015. No, no. Oh. Only moved from COVID, I think. <laughs> 2019. Yes. Sorry, Ryan. Oh, Ryan, I've got you. Right. Do I get the 200 if I no, win? You get nothing. No. Right. no, you get nothing. Okay. All right, Maroon. Mm. How many premierships have the Sydney Swans won, not including any they won for South Melbourne? Uh, I would believe that would be two. How do you know all this, Maroon? Well, because, you know, I'll tell you something, Candice. Well, I knew we were interviewing Jude Bolton. Fail to prepare, prepare to fail. Oh, <laughs> gosh. All if right. only I could tell you the truth on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ryan. Geelong and Sydney played once this year. Who won? Sydney. Yes. yes. That's my boy, Ryan. Ryan. Mm. Very good. All right, Maroon. Yeah. If you get this, if you get this question right, mm. you win. Yeah. Okay. All right, Maroon. Mm. What year did the Sydney Swans relocate to Sydney? Okay, I've got this. Am I allowed to win? Yeah. It's 1981. No, you're wrong. Oh! <laughs> what is it? 1982. Oh, I think you'll find you're wrong, but anyway. <laughs> well, I think you're wrong. Anyway. I think you're wrong, Maroon. Ryan, if you get this question right, yeah. we'll go into the extra question. Okay, so you get into the, go into the playoffs. Okay, it's a true or false question. Sky is blue. True or false? Richard, we don't <laughs> right, need your input. Right. The Swans and the Cats have previously played in a grand final together. True or false? I'm going to say false. Yes, Ryan. Who's Ooh. feeding yes. you the answer? Is that Ryan. two all? Is it two yes, all? Two all. Right. Okay. An extra question. I'm going to give this to Ryan. Right. Okay. Okay, Ryan. You if are. you get this right, you win. Richard, can you stop being so negative? Yeah. All right, I'm out then. <laughs> okay. Ryan, who kicked the most goals for the Sydney Swans oh. this season? I'm going to say um, Buddy Franklin because yes! he kicked it out. Oh. Yes! 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 
Yeah. Well done, Ryan. Now, what a stitch up. Maroon, you ha- you still have another question, don't you? Oh, yes. No. Hang on. Oh, how hang can on. he get a question? Oh, oh. No. This is an HR issue. I told that. you about this. <laughs> mm. I told you about this quiz. Yeah. Well, Ryan, uh, congratulations to you. Great service, great brands, great value. Now available in-store and online. Bingley, better living every day. On your Ryan. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candice Warner, the Triple M Dead Set Legends. This is the Triple M Dead Set Legends with Candice Warner, Richard Friedman and Maroon uh, filling in for Dan. I'll uh, call this game tonight too. Looking forward to it. Rabbitohs and Panthers grand final replay. Uh, what a game it will be, Candice and Richard. Obviously, Panthers go in favourites, but the Rabbitohs, five prelims in five years, eight prelims in 11 years, a premiership, two grand finals versus this Penrith juggernaut, Rich. Two grand finals, current premiers going for back-to-back. So it's going to be a great game. I know you're a, a rabid Rabbitohs we, we both are. Supporter and, I, yeah. and Candace as well. <laughs> but I'm here to tell you, mm. you'll be sadly disappointed. Really? Tonight. Yes. I think the Panthers, they've been the best team all year. Everyone knows that. It's stating the bleeding obvious. But the pressure they will bring from the get-go and... I just, as as well as the Rabbitohs have been going, and they've been going great, I just don't think they can withstand that for the full 80. Mm. Yeah. The the thing that I think is the is a huge difference is their preparation and their lead up. So um, the Panthers obviously rested 13 players in round 25, and then they went on and, and, and beat Parramatta quite convincingly, had a week off last week, and will be playing this week. So sometimes having that rest doesn't always help. But we know in Cleary's case, it did when he had the five weeks off. He came back, played the best footy of his life. So that's the, one of the differences that I'm going to see in, in the Panthers. Yeah, that they're going I, to be fresh. I, I think you're exactly right on that. I think that is the risk. I, see, I saw it with the Swans last week. They hadn't played a lot of footy in the previous three weeks. You know, they'd only played the one match, I think. Yes. And they just got the staggers the last, the last bit of the match. They were absolutely staggering because I think they were short the run. You know, the other thing is, Souths are hobbling to this game. Mm. You know, um, we know that Campbell Graham has had a, a fractured rib for the past two weeks and been playing with that. Uh, Alex Johnson's out. Uh, Richie Kenner is coming in, and and I know he hasn't played much footy. He's played one game this year, and that was in round seventeen against Newcastle, where he scored a hat trick. But I think he's a really good replacement because he's really, really good in the air and under that high ball. So I think they've made the right decision with that because you wouldn't want Alex Johnson going in. 50% and then, you know, halfway through the game having to pull him out with an injury and then, um, you know, trying to fill his fill his place. So it's going to be one of those games that's going to be really, really, um, really competitive and, and I think really aggressive from the start. Mm. Well, I tell you what, we, we've got to concentrate too on the Panthers going into this game. You look at, as I said, it's a juggernaut. You look at the last two seasons, they've probably lost five regular season games and given that they probably gave one or two away this year... Um, and it's just right across the park. You talk about a team spine, Edwards, Luai, Cleary, Coruscant's been there and done that before with them and with South. So, I mean, it, it's a, it's, logic I don't want to says they'll win. Yeah. The, that yeah, logic doesn't always. Yeah. No, work. it doesn't in a grand fi- in finals, yeah. you know. And the difference is as well. So South, this is their fifth consecutive prelim final. And do you know that in all five of those prelims, we've had five different fullbacks. So this is the first time in one of the in those 
prelims that we've had um, Latrell in at fullback. We've had Johnson. We've had um, Adam Dewey's was one of mm. them. And they're all a great plays and they did a good job. But no one strikes fear in the opposition quite like Latrell. Yeah, I agree. But, you know, the young son, here it is, here it is. You know, the Iron Man in this Rabbitoh side, the bloke that's got to get out of the blocks and fire and not get knocked out, not Russell Crowe, the great Cam Murray. Yes, yeah, absolutely. He's a great player. He's been playing phenomenal footy the last few weeks. And, um, yeah, it's just everyone, the whole spine needs to do their job today. Um, You know, Cook needs to have a good game. This is the thing. Every one of those South players need to be, play a, a really good game. We need, you know, Murray, Cook, mm. um, all, all of them. And Richie Kenner uh, and the other young winger, uh, Jackson Paulo, get tested with a few of those spiralling high yes. Nathan Cleary kicks anyway. Could be ugly. All right. You're tipping who, Rich? Uh, t- I'm tipping Penrith to actually win by a space, a and margin. Candice? Oh, obviously, I'm going to go for the Rabbitohs, but I'm looking forward to just Jai Arrow just trying to you know, get one back on the Panthers after the grand final last year. Absolutely. Well, of course, that game is live right across the Triple M network. And if you can't get it on the station you're listening to, do what all the cool kids do. You uh, open up the Appy Coruscant, the app, and listen it to it on the listener <laughs> app. This is the Dead Set Legends with Candace Warner, Richie Freeman, and Maroon filling in for Dan. More coming up right after this as Triple M rocks the footy. If it happens on the field, in the change rooms, or the car park, Hear about it here. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, Candace Warner. The Dead Set Legends on Triple M. AFL fans, good morning to you. Getting ready around the pubs and bars and backyards of uh, Sydney. Getting ready to watch uh, the Mighty Swannies play this afternoon. Candace Warner and Richard Friedman. Actually, Rich, we've got to get a, a tip off you. Yeah, get oh, ready. this will be good. Said no one ever. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do I still do it now? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to Rose Hill and I'm going to go to race number three, number 11 in race three, Hammer On. Now, the reason I like this Hammeroid, what is it? Now, (laughs) (laughs) Have you had some of those? (laughs) I'm not old enough yet. (laughs) I'm getting there. I'll I'll let you know, Candice. It won't be long. Hammer On. Okay. Hammer On. Right. Okay. Not hemorrhoid. Anyway, he's uh, he's a young horse on the way up. I know he's drawn a bit of an awkward gate today, but I think he can get the money. And he's eased in the in the market because he's drawn a bit of a wide gate. So he's at four dollars twenty. So I think he's, but I think he's a he's a good one in the making. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, gamble responsibly. If you're heading to the bar, or the pub, the Sabo to watch the Swannies play, the the pies, you might just take Richard's tip. Will you be taking it, Candice? Probably not. Well, you didn't mind taking him when I tipped the double to you, and you tipped it to all your friends at the races. You didn't mind that. Yeah, but ever since yeah, but... then, you, you've been a dud. Oh, <laughs> all right. You're a shocker. Let's, uh, before we go any further, let's do this. We've been there for it all. Four and 20, Australia's original fan food. Now, the Dead Set Legends Play of the Week. McInerney needs to get rid of it. Does. It's going to go through for a minor score. And the Swans, the Bloods. We'll play in the last game of the season. One of the best games of football you'll ever see. It's the Swans. And the Pies Cinderella story. Okay, well, AFL Grand Final this afternoon on the Triple M Network or live on the listener app. Uh, Go you, Swannies. That'll do you? Nothing to add? Who's your tip? Your tip's Catters this afternoon. 
Didn't you no, tip Geelong? I'm a, I'm a Swans man. I know you're a Swans man, <laughs> but you've got you? to tip professionally, Rich. Are you taking? You've got to tip with your your head, not your heart. No, I think they can win the Swans. Mm-hmm. I okay. want to take the value. Okay. I don't want to back the favourite there. I don't think they're an old team, cats, right? Mm-hmm. Compared to the Swans, they're an old team, right? And they might be just a little slower than Collingwood. Okay. Uh, what about you, Candice? Who are you tipping? Oh, Swans. Mm. Absolutely swans. You know what annoyed me? I was reading the the newspaper in Melbourne yesterday, the Melbourne newspaper, and 26 of the tippers all tipped Geelong. Of course. I was furious. They're, no, but they're, they're from Melbourne. Yeah, well, I you hope know? the swans smash them. Yeah, but look, you know, the Melbourne newspaper, it's smaller than the Bankstown torch, mate. I wouldn't even <laughs> bother. I wouldn't bother with it. Let's take a break. We'll come back shortly. Dead Set Legends on Triple M. Get your helmet on. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Kinane, Richard Friedman and Candice Warner. Big day of finals fever on the Dead Set Legends. Triple M with Candice Warner and Richard Friedman. Let's do this. If it happened overnight, you'll hear it in the Triple M Dead Set Legends Sports Update. Yeah, well, let's have a look at this, guys. Away from the AFL Grand Final, the AFL is starting to get serious about having a magic round, another great idea they've taken from the NRL, with suggestions Sydney may host all nine games of a round in April. I reckon they should call it Magic Round because you think about it, an NRL match is 80 minutes. Mm. An AFL match damn near two hours. Oh, yeah. How are you going to fit all nine? How can you go and see... Nine matches at oh, two hours each. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be difficult. Unlike the NRL that their magic rounds played up in Brisbane and, and it's every game's almost a sellout, I just can't see the Sydney crowd getting behind every team's ga- like game. Like that, Yes, they might go to the Swans match, but that's it. They've got, a, they've got, got the patience of a, you know, they, they just will not sit through that length of it. They might go and watch one or two matches, you know, and then go. How drunk would everyone get? Oh, <laughs> that, now, now that would be interesting. They'll have to go back to the plastic cups and the light beer. Richard, they tell me you don't bring many stories to the table when it comes to these updates, but this is one of yours, <laughs> and it's the sport of chess. Yeah, oh, yeah. Mm. This, this, who'd, who'd have thought this? There's scandal in mm. the chess world. Yeah, right. Mm. The, the, gra- the, the grandmaster who's been the world champion for the last decade. What's his name? Car- Carl someone or other. Chess right. man. What's mm-hmm. that? Chess man. Chess man. Carl mm. Chess man, whatever his last name is. <laughs> he's Scandinavian of some yeah, description. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he's accusing this 19-year-old American kid yeah. of cheating mm. in chess. And I didn't even know you could cheat in chess, but apparently you can. Apparently. What do you go? Oh, look over there for a second. No, they get a, you, you can't beat the computer now. Not right. even the, the grandmasters can beat the computer. Uh-huh. They're saying they're getting the computer to generate the moves. Right. right? But this guy was sitting at the same table. Mm. Like how's he? Was there only one? They only he only did one move, and mm. then he got up and just walked away. That was after it. It's after he beat the grand champion, right? The world yeah. champion. Then the next time they met online, which is where apparently the cheating is rife. Yeah, uh, right. And he he just did one move and then resigned the match. I think that means you know, pissing off. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Is that Magnus Carlson you're talking about? Yes. Household name. Yes. Household name. Household name. Magnus Are you any Carlson. good at chess? I no. I was good at drafts, but no, not. It's, it's the, that's the lowbrow mm. version. What if Candice? <laughs> no, no. It's a bit. It's mm. a bit old for me, to be honest. Yeah. Well, see, down around where we live, down Maroubra Way, the big sport of the the big game, the big table game of the nineties was Hungry Hungry Hippo. Now, if you could conquer Hungry Hungry Hippo, <laughs> I'm yeah. more of a Uno kind of player. Oh, really? I love Uno. How good is it? Mm. Or Snap? 
Oh, yeah. Memory? You know what? I, I can feel myself getting dumber here. Come on. Come on. <laughs> All right. In the last latest chapter of Old Fighters squeezing out a few more dollars, Floyd Mayweather has confirmed he'll once again fight no. Conor McGregor. Last time yes. around, they made who, nine figures apiece. Who wants to watch that? Oh, I do. Look, oh. um, Mayweather, he's, I know he's 45 now. He He's looking for to fight three more times over the next few months, and he's saying – they're not sure whether it will be a real fight or an exhibition, but he's hoping it would be an exhibition. I know they're a little bit over the hill and stuff like that. This is but, like wrestling. Yeah, but we're all still going to tune in. The last time no. it sold over five million t- um, fights. That is in, an in indictment on paper. humanity that mm. that people Mayweather, would pay that much to watch that rubbish. I would. Mayweather pocketed a hundred million dollars. But the thing is, Conor McGregor he hasn't fought since he broke his tibia in two thousand and twenty one. Um, it's, it would have to be an exhibition match, and I would tune in. I'd just rather because... see him fight Hezbollah. <laughs> oh, come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> what? It'd be more interesting. He'd be throwing him up in the air and bouncing him Listen, off the walls. You've got a real issue with our little mate, don't you? <laughs> what have you got Richard. against him? Well, he's, because what is he? He's just another bloke, right? Mm. Listen, yeah, but he's good. Yeah. All right. Well, look, we might leave that there. <laughs> that might even make its way into Richard's list of grievances, which is coming up shortly on the Dead Set Legends at Triple M. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner, the Triple M Dead Set Legends. Rusty's Motorsport Update. For Bendix, Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. Oh, yeah. Go as hard as you like, Richie, but you've got to slow down with those... Bendix breaks. Let's talk a bit of motorsport <laughs> with our old mate Rusty. Uh, Rusty, how are you, Rusty? Maroon, Richard. Good morning to both of you, mate. Of course, we we regularly listen to you on the listener app, which we love. But uh, footy finals means we are one step closer to Bathurst. Um, so, how are things looking as we get closer to Bathurst? And Rusty, this is probably something I should have asked you off air. But when are we going to see the Camaros on the local circuit? So basically, the Camaros made their debut. They took the covers off them at Bathurst last year to show us what they look like. Mm. And they're going to be uh, on track, we believe, with the new-look Mustang as well uh, this October. So we're gradually gearing up for that transition, um, Maroon. And, and at the moment, as you rightly say, uh, with, with AFL, with NRL, and then, of course, Bathurst, it's a magic time of year if you love your sport. So... A bit of activity at the Winton circuit in, in recent days with sort of final hit-outs for lots of combinations. And we tend to automatically look at the short-price favourites, your Red Bulls, your Dick Johnson Racings, and even your Walkinshaw team that won last year. But there is a combo that are looking, I think, really sharp, and that is young Cam Waters, along with James Moffat, whose father, Alan, was a, you know, still is a legend in, in Australian motor racing. Um, Cam hasn't been afraid to get the elbows out with Shane Van Gisbergen this year. That Mustang is quick at the mountain too. They're ones to watch. F1, we can't do this segment without doing something on F1. Now, the calendar's out for next year. 24 races. It's a lot of racing. Nuts, Richard. Biggest ever. So uh, the, the crews, the thoughts of the crews, turning those cars around and developing and so on, um, it's going to be a very, very busy year. But that's great for, for fans in terms of that, that regular kind of consistency with Formula One. And I know you guys are both very excited about the prospect of Las Vegas. Mm. It's the second last round on the calendar next year. China returns and Australia will be round three of the championship for 2023. Just uh, an F1 here. Nicholas Latifi, no surprise yep. that he got the Baz out of Williams, but does that open a seat for Ricardo or is it not really relevant? 
Uh, it, it does, but it's very unlikely, Richard, just the way they are and, and, and their position at the moment um, on the grid. Some people are now speculating that maybe he'll have a year out of the sport. Alpine hasn't decided, as we talked this morning, what they are doing. But Pierre Gasly, who drives for the Red Bull second uh, team, if you will, uh, in Alpha Tauri, um, is signed there, but Red Bull apparently are prepared to release him to go to Alpine if they want him. So French driver, French team, they reckon he's the man most likely at the moment if he moves. If he doesn't, that could be the place for Dan. Makes sense. All right, mate. Uh, Remy Gardner, who is, of course, the son of Wayne Gardner, is out of the MotoGP at the end of the year. He's off to World Superbike. Do you think that's it? He won't come back to MotoGP? You know what, Maroon? History shows it's very difficult to flip-flop like that. Um, I hope I'm wrong. He's certainly got immense hunger. And I think I said to Richard on the show recently that I really believe he deserves a second year. It's only his first year in MotoGP. He comes in with a with a wealth of, of talent and success in the in the second tier of the sport. And a pedigree. And a pedigree, exactly. <laughs> and and that, that bike that he's been on this year hasn't been great. But Richard, something has soured in the relationship, so uh, so sadly he's off after only one year in MotoGP. But can he make it back? Is is it you know? Does history say they make it back or not? Very difficult. They're mm. very very difficult mm. to flip flop like that. Hopefully, it's a success for him in World Superbike. He's hungry. He says to come back and prove a point. Okay, well, mate, good to catch up with you. Plenty of great motorsport coming up, of course, as we head into uh, October. Rusty, you're the man. We'll talk to you again next week. I'll be talking to you from the Singapore Grand Prix. Have a great oh, weekend, guys. your luck. Half your luck. How does he score <laughs> this sort of... Mm. How do you get a gig like this? Anyway, <laughs> off you go. Yes. See you, Rusty. Well, my late father would say quality problems right there. <laughs> uh, Bendix Brakes, put your foot down with confidence. Coming up next, Richard's list of grievances on the Dead Set Legends at Triple M. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candice Warner, the Triple M Dead Set Legends. Triple M's Dead Set Legends, coming up next, the best NRL show on Triple M. That is the Saturday Scrum. But uh, look, before we go anywhere, Candice and Richard, we've got to do the most important thing, Richard Friedman's list of grievances. You, you, you may find this, you know, quite unique to me, Maroon, mm, yeah. uh, mm. this particular grievance. Right. But I can not stand <laughs> those drinking noises they put on ads when they're, you know, things pouring out of bottles, gluk, 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 people drinking. Do you think I want to hear someone going gluk, 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 gluk on the radio? It makes me sick. Oh, right? my Lord. And I will not buy the product. Whatever product it is, I don't care how much I like it, I won't buy the product. Mm. That's it. Oh. They're done. Come on, Rich. You cannot be serious. I mean, I'm not the only one, you know. Yeah, I, found, I think you are. I, I found a person who agreed with me <laughs> once. <laughs> but, mate, you must be just sitting at home just looking for things. To... No, no, no. I can detect that from 40 yards, <laughs> right? I can, if it comes on a radio or anything within my, my hearing, <laughs> I can... that sort of thing. I thought you'd don't like that sound. I thought you would like it. No, I don't like it, Candice, and I know what you're alluding to, and it's inappropriate. <laughs> All right, well, mate... Uh... You That's, need to get a life, Rich. Yeah, you do, mate. You do. Or put your TV on mute. Right. Mm. Okay. Something. Well, I'll, I'll get a life, which would probably include 
not being with you two. <laughs> <laughs> or get a life and put your TV on mute. There you go. <laughs> Thank you for the good advice. Anyway, coming up next, it's the Saturday Scrum, talking all things NRL finals and grand final as Triple M rocks the footy. Making a racket. Little tennis joke there. You are the worst umpire that I've ever seen in my life. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Kinane, Richard Friedman and Candice Warner.